Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we come thanking you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We pray for healing in this nation, for the victims of COVID-19, as well as social healing. We pray for the safety of our children as they go back to school. We pray for peace in this land. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. The ministry of Jesus is highlighted by the miracles he performed, but it is his teaching style that drew large audiences to him. For the next few weeks, I'll be talking about the parables of Jesus. Mark 1.22 says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one who had authority, not as one of the scribes. A parable means to set alongside. Jesus taught using parables, which were simple earthly stories designed to teach a spiritual lesson. Jesus would use parables to teach, but would often explain the parable to his disciples for better understanding. The parables of Jesus are found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John's gospel does not contain any parables. Some parables are mentioned in multiple gospels, while others are unique to the gospel writer. Let's start with the parables in Mark's gospel. First, the parable of the sower is found in Mark 4, verses 1 through 20. Jesus addresses a large crowd from a boat. Teaching was normally done in the synagogue, but Jesus had used the boat for unique teaching style. Jesus used the story of the farmer casting seed to the ground and the seed falling on different types of soils. The farmer casts his seed on four areas, with only one area finding success. Some of the seeds landed on the path, and the birds came and ate them. Some of the seeds fell on stony ground, where there was not much dirt, and when the plant started growing, the sun burned it up because it didn't have much of a root system. Some of the seeds were dropped with thorns, but the thorns grew up and choked the plants. But some of the seeds fell on good ground and yielded a large crop. For you non-farmers, one wheat seed will yield a plant with five heads per plant, and each head has 22 seeds, or a total yield of 110 seeds per plant. Jesus says so that the seeds that fall on good ground will yield 30, 60, and some 100 times per seed. It is easy to miss the meaning of this parable, just ask the disciples. They had no clue what Jesus was talking about. Jesus did not explain the parable to the crowd, but he would later clarify his story, but only to his disciples and the twelve. In Mark 4 and 11, Jesus said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. My Christian friends, the mysteries of the kingdom remain clouded to those who God has not revealed the answer. In this verse, Jesus reveals that not everyone will receive revelation about who God is. It all comes down to the heart of the person. It also helps to know the key to the parable, and in this case, the sower sows the word. Jesus explains the parable in Mark 4, verses 13 through 20. He says this parable is necessary to understand his other parables. The seed is the word of God. As I am God's minister, called to preach his word, I must use good seed to plant in the hearts of listeners of this podcast. 
Jesus teaches that the seed that fell on the path is walked on by people. The word never enters a person's heart, which is exactly what Satan wants. Jesus goes on to explain that the seeds on the stony ground are those who hear the word, but as soon as trouble comes, they give up. The seeds sown among the thorns are choked out because of the cares of this world. However, seeds sown on good ground are those who accept the word and become fruitful Christians. How's your harvest looking these days? Jesus also gives us two more parables in Mark chapter 4. In verses 26 through 29 is the parable of the seed growing secretly, found only in Mark's gospel. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep at night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow, and he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest time has come. Folks, when the word of God is planted within you, it transforms you, even while you sleep. We are changed by the word, although we don't know how. The changes do not occur overnight, but happen over many nights. When the word of God completes its work within you, you will see the change. The parable of the mustard seed is found in Mark, Matthew, and Luke's gospel. Mark's version reads, Then he said, To what shall we like the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on earth, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches, so that the birds of the air may rest under its shade. Folks, if you have seen a mustard seed, you know that it is about the size of a straight pin head. Most commentators believe that this parable is about the size of the church at its beginning, which would grow worldwide, and I'm okay with that. The division is over the birds in the parable. In his previous parable of the sower, Jesus says that the birds represent Satan coming in to snatch the word of God. Others see the birds as false teachers sent by Satan to infiltrate the church. In this parable, I believe that the birds are the faithful who come to Jesus for rest. The parable of the tenants is also known as the parable of the wicked husbandman, and it's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Mark 12, verses 1 through 11, Jesus shares this parable with the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin, during his last week on earth. Jesus tells this story. A man planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug out a place for squeezing out the grape juice, and built a tower. Then he leased out the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. When it was time to harvest the grapes, the owner sent one of his servants to collect his share, but the farmers beat him and sent him back empty-handed. The owner sent multiple servants to collect and were either beaten or killed. Finally, the owner sent his only son, heir to the property, and the farmers conspired to kill him as well. The Sanhedrin realized that they were the wicked tenant farmers who had killed God's prophets in the past and were conspiring to kill Jesus as well. The parable of the budding fig tree is also found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In the 13th chapter of Mark, Jesus discusses the destruction of the temple, the sign of the end times, the great tribulation, and his second coming in verses 1 through 27. The parable of the budding fig tree answers the disciples' question about when events will take place. 
A budding fig tree was a sign that spring was here and that summer would soon follow. The temple would be destroyed in 70 AD, and most of Jesus' audience, or this generation as he called them, was alive when that event took place. So you can rest assured that if Jesus said something is going to happen, it will happen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the parables of Jesus that he used to teach spiritual messages. We thank you for your plan that you have revealed to some and await to reveal to others. We know that heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will not pass away. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Great Ministries is coming up on their first anniversary, September the 10th. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.